0: Welcome to What's Poppin'. My guest this week is Aaron Putnam. Aaron is the city director for Link Bay Area, and he will let us know exactly what that means. But Aaron, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Mark. Let's talk about where you grew up. Where'd you grow up?
1: Yeah, I was actually born on the west coast in Oregon. Both my parents were scientists at Oregon State University. Okay. But when I was seven years old, my dad decided to go into the ministry. So we actually moved to Fort Wayne, Indiana, and he uh, attended the seminary. So from there, I grew up all over the place. So Okay. Lived in Indiana, Montana, New Mexico, uh, been all over the
0: place. If there was one place you had to say was home for you growing up, what would it be? It's probably still Oregon
1: because I was born there, and then I went to undergraduate and graduate school there before okay. going into the ministry. Okay. Uh, but that was kind of... You know, zero to seven in Oregon, and then not until undergrad. Okay, uh,
0: but it was familiar. Yeah, it was familiar. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's where you grew up. You went to the ministry too, right?
1: Yeah, I was a teacher first. So I have a, a undergrad degree, bachelor's degree in, in biology. Oh. And I have a master's degree in teaching. So I was actually a I I te- didn't know that. Yes. I wow. Was a, I was a science teacher. So I taught science uh, in high school. In Oregon and then also in Guatemala. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. So I didn't go to the sem until I was in my mid 30s.
0: I wasn't too much younger but, yeah, than yeah, that. I know, yeah, I know. We were at the same time.
1: <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was second career because since my dad was a pastor, I said yeah. I would never be a pastor. <laughs> and God laughs
0: at my nevers. So yes, yes. I have to be careful with that. Yeah. So you were in Guatemala teaching science. And is that where you met your wife?
1: Uh, I met my wife the second time I lived there, so I lived in Guatemala for a year in the late 90s and I taught science, history, math, a little bit everything at at a school up in the mountains of Guatemala, came back to the states and lived in Georgia and was teaching in Georgia. Okay. Eventually went back to Guatemala and I was a a volunteer coordinator for the Lutheran Church in Guatemala, so I traveled all over the country helping with medical clinics, dental clinics, construction projects, all kinds of things like that. Yeah. And I actually met my wife then through her sister, who was a member of a church plant that was. Oh, there.
0: okay. Yeah, and your wife—some folks may know here because she is.
1: Yeah, she's preschool teacher here at Prince of Peace. So, yeah, yeah that's a, a connection that I have—a family connection. So she's been a teacher here, I think, five years or so. Yeah, in the preschool. So, wow. Sophia. Sophia. Yeah, Miss Sophia. Miss <laughs> Miss
0: Sophia. So that's one connection you have to Prince of Peace. Uh, what other connections do you have to Prince of Peace?
1: Yeah. We have four boys, my wife and I, and our last three boys have all attended uh, Prince of Peace at different times. Mm -hmm. So we have two that have graduated here from Prince of Peace and our youngest is a seventh grader this year, Marcos. Yeah. Uh, So we have that family connection with my wife working here and then also with the boys going to school. And then just professional connection. Yeah. Uh, My first call out of the seminary was actually to come to the Bay Area. That was 16 years ago, okay, uh, to come to the Bay Area to start a Spanish-speaking church in Hayward, at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church. Okay, so at the time that I was serving at Good Shepherd, we were in the same circuit here yeah. with Prince of Peace, so I had a lot of interaction with Pastor Zell, mm-hmm. uh, Pastor Sauer, some of the other pastors that have been here before, like <laughs> Pastor Wilson yeah. and Pastor Johnson and Pastor Riley, yeah, uh, others. So I had that professional connection uh, through pastoring, and then also. Uh, with Link starting, uh, the reality in Hayward and Fremont with so many different people from different parts of the world, Yeah. Uh, Link really started in the Bay Area out of conversations with some people in the district, mm-hmm. but also with Pastor Zelt and myself looking at, hey, how do we go about approaching ministry in this context? Okay. Uh, so Link was some of the principles of Link we started doing in Good Shepherd. Pastor Zelt also took a trip and learned more about Link that started in Houston years yeah. ago uh, to understand that. So, eventually, Link Bay Area really got started as uh, a collaboration between Prince of Peace, mm-hmm. Good Shepherd Lutheran, and Hayward, and our CNH district. Okay. So, right. there is that connection. It's a pretty that's close connection. It, it is. Yeah. It, yeah. is. Yeah. it is.
0: So, we've been throwing around the term Link a little bit. What does Link stand for?
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I will give the history, a little bit of history, just so people understand. Okay. Um, Link was started 2002 in Houston mm-hmm. um, by a Lutheran pastor. Uh, so it originally, it doesn't anymore, but originally it meant Lutheran Intercity Network Coalition, okay. which is, it just sounds like a big mouthful of words yeah. to make Link. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, at the time, uh, the idea was uh, this particular pastor wanted to reach out to Latinos in mm. Houston. Uh, and give them theological training and walk with them. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of how it started. Uh, now uh, our legal name is just Link, and we talk about leaders in every community or leaders in community. Oh, okay. Uh, for the acronym,
0: I haven't heard that yet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. There
1: you go. So <laughs> most of, most people know us as Link, but uh, yeah. we, we talk about, hey, we want to raise up leaders mm-hmm. in every community. Okay. Uh, historically, our church body. Uh, has been centered in the Midwest, and most people have been raised up and gone through what we call the Lutheran system. So (laughs) Prince of Peace, in a sense, has that where You could go to preschool here in Mm -hmm. a Lutheran school, and then all the way through day school. Many people uh, that grew up in the LCMS, they went to Lutheran high school. Uh, I, did you go to? Lutheran? I did. There you go, yeah. Mark. No. Mark's part yep. of the system, yep. right?
0: Milwaukee Lutheran. Yep. Yeah. There you go.
1: Yep. And then, and then the Lutheran College, one of the Concordias, and yep. then maybe you know a church worker there if you're going to become a, a pastor through the seminary. Yeah. And our, our church body uh, right now, some of that system maybe is drying up, mm-hmm. or it's, it looks different. It's, it it doesn't have the numbers of people it's not walking. Quite through. Quite
0: the same farming system
1: it as used to be as it used to be. Yeah. And for us in Link, we said, hey, instead of us always looking for a leader that's coming out of the system, usually out of the Midwest, what would it mean for us to identify people that live right here Mm -hmm. in our various communities? Because we have so many different types of communities, uh, not only just ethnically or language specific, but also just socioeconomic, education level, um, whether you're in tech or whether you're in education or whether you're in healthcare all these different things and said, what would it mean for us instead to look to the Midwest, to our system for mm-hmm. people that, in the sense were, we're lacking people coming out of there, yeah. what would it mean for us to look right here in our communities mm-hmm. and identify people here who have a gospel dream to reach their own community, Yeah, come beside them, help equip them, empower them, walk with them long-term, so they can be that gospel presence in their own community locally. Okay, so that's what you're doing. That's people think of maybe if you are a foreign missionary and you're yeah. going to another country, yeah, you're going to come into a place that's brand new and you may not know the context. Yeah. So you would hopefully go, Lord, introduce us to people in this community yep. that do know the community, they're insiders in the community, mm-hmm. but they have a heart for the gospel. Mm-hmm. And how can we come beside and learn with them, but also support them in the work that God's called them to? Yeah, We're just taking that healthy foreign mission model and trying to bring it here locally in the Bay Area.
0: Understanding that. Really, any non-Christian field is a foreign mission, mission field. field, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. So, what is your favorite part of working for Link? Then,
1: yeah, good, good question. Yeah. Um, I think the favorite part of working for Link is pieces of what I love to do as a teacher, mm-hmm. and then when I was pastoring a congregation, which is I love to, I love to help people. Uh, mm-hmm. So, even as a teacher, got into that just because. Hey, uh, I see potential in you, and I want to be able to help you and build relationship. Uh, So for me, it's that aspect of gospeling leaders. Ministry Mm. is hard anywhere. Right. Ministry in the Bay Area is really tough. Mm -hmm. Uh, So coming beside a leader and saying, Hey, I want to cultivate a relationship with them Mm -hmm. of trust, that they have a safe space to come so I can care for them. I can help coach mentor them in whatever ministry they're at. We can connect them to the people resources or the other resources that they need. We can celebrate the big wins and the small wins with them. Because even though ministry oftentimes you're doing it in the midst of multitudes of people, it can feel really lonely and isolated at the same time. So how do we come beside and in a sense gospel the people that are gospeling others? Okay. Uh, If they're pouring out their lives and God's grace and mercy to others, who's pouring into their lives Mm -hmm. and walking with them as they're walking with others. So we wanted to look at how do we support Mm -hmm. and come along beside the people who are the gospel leaders in our presence. So that gives you energy. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Um, Yeah. Um, just, I love being with people and especially in a sense kind of one-on-one or in a smaller group. Mm -hmm. And starting not from a conversation of, here's what I have for you, but starting from a conversation of, how are you doing? Or tell me your story or what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, and in a sense, I know Prince of Peace ha- has for years here, uh, had um, Stephen's ministry. Still do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So and in a sense, Stephen's ministry is a ministry of walking beside someone, caring for them, encouraging listening. them, yeah. listening, asking questions, all those things. Yeah. In a sense, think of Link. It's maybe expanded beyond that, but right. think of Link like, Stephen's ministry and ministry coaching, yeah, but specifically for ministry leaders, for leaders. Yeah. and church section or even Christian nonprofit here okay. in the Bay Area.
0: All right. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So flip side of that coin, what is the most challenging thing Link faces? Hmm.
1: I think uh, one of the most challenging things is actually helping people understand who we are and what we do. <laughs> so even right now, trying to give examples, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a lot of people kind of hear it and go, oh, Okay. All right. uh, that's great. That's great. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. That sounds fun. Um, so I think that for me is pe- people's head getting wrapped around, what is it exactly Link yeah. does and why is that important? Mm-hmm. Um, I think for most ministry leaders, they they get it pretty quickly because they're like, oh, yeah. you're going to come help me and yeah. connect with me. and. Open up resources and walk with me long term, and you're gonna listen to me when I need somebody to talk to that in yeah. confidence and all those things. So most ministry leaders get it, mm-hmm. but I think if you're a little removed from that, yeah. sometimes it can be hard to understand is that important and why that's why that's important.
0: Yeah. It's 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 almost a consultant job in in a sense, which is important to have a sounding board and someone to bounce things off of, but also to connect you to other people and resources
1: yes i would say one aspect is consulting maybe one slight difference would be consulting jobs usually a consultant is paid to come in and tell you what to do right yeah and for a certain amount of time yeah and link maybe a slight difference would be we're wanna, we're going to want to come in instead of starting with telling you what to do we're going to start with listening of yeah how are things going where are you at and we want to in a sense uh, draw out of you uh, what those things might be. Well, that's and what
0: good consultants do, though.
1: It, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. If you're a good consultant, you're you're going to do that rather than yeah. just giving a prescription of here, do this. Yeah. And then we also walk with leaders long term. So the first leader that we've walked with, um, Link. Uh, some of people may uh, listening may know Pastor Wheat. Yeah. Pastor Wheat we've walked with for 15 years now.
0: Yeah.
1: Now he started as you know working at a jack-in-the-box on the night shift and wanting to start a church as a 19-year-old. Yeah, a long time ago. (laughs) A long time ago. And seeing his own personal development Mm -hmm. as a leader, but then his development in ministry and going, okay, there are things that, what does it mean for us to walk long-term with someone as they develop and their ministry continues to develop?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, plenty of folks at Prince of Peace know Pastor Dawit. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: He knows a lot of people. <laughs> he does know a lot of people. Yeah, and if,
0: and if you came to my installation, he is the gentleman that that preached that day. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And he, he'll leave an impression on you for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I know that you are a reader. Yes. Uh, and you always got you know some new thing or interesting thing that you're reading or talking about. And so what is your latest favorite words of wisdom? What are your latest favorite words of wisdom and why?
1: Hmm. Well, maybe I'll give you a, a couple books that I've read lately, okay. and then words of wisdom might be a little bit different. I mean, they're all connected. But yeah, uh, a couple books that I that people suggested that I read uh, because my own development mm-hmm. uh, as a gospel leader as well. So yeah. I'm still learning lots of things yeah. and mess up on some things. But uh, I was actually suggested to read a book from a member here. Uh, some people know Sony uh, yeah. Umari Jeski and. Um, she suggested that uh, I read the book, Chess, Not Checkers. Hmm. Uh, now, I, I said that book to other people and they said, chess, not checkers. And I was like, no, 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 I, so I need to hmm. slow down. Sounds good. Yeah, chess, like the game chess, yeah. not not checkers. Check. Strategy, uh, not yeah, reaction. Exactly, yeah. so maybe you've read the book or heard about it. No, I'm, I'm just really smart. You are really smart, so I went to school with you. Mark is smart, so. Um, yeah, it was good because because I moved around so much in my growing up years, mm-hmm. uh, I was never in a lot of places at once. Yeah, but I, I would always be someplace and start something, and I could start something, and then I'd end up leaving, and somebody else would take the take next step. Yeah. Now that I've been in position in a link long enough that we've started that, mm-hmm. but now it's at a place like, oh, how do you scale something? How do You're you right. grow something? Yeah. And the chess not checkers yeah. book uh really focuses on a hey, chess tends to be more or checkers tends to be more reactionary
0: yeah.
1: uh all the pieces have the same purpose they right. can do the same thing but chess you have to be much more strategic about it yeah uh and so forth and building a team or all that so for me it was helpful just reading through that of hmm. going hey what does it mean for me to learn uh, of leading an organization at scale yeah uh, versus just starting so That's a good one. There's a shout out yeah. through Sony yeah. of a learning for me. I might check that one out too, actually. There you go. Yeah. Um, words of wisdom, I think one of the things I visit a lot of LCMS churches mm-hmm. uh, in the Bay Area because I'm not called to a specific congregation right now. Yeah. So I oftentimes fill in for other churches yeah. uh, and because we have a shortage of pastors. Uh, and uh, Coming through
0: the farming system e- in the Midwest. Yes, exactly. They're not getting of, here. Bringing it around. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, so I'm always filling in and I see lots of different things. But one of the things is we have a lot of churches that are becoming smaller and smaller mm-hmm. in number. Um and i do some work with helping churches just identify hey what's your honest reality oh, yeah. of the culture the community your own congregation mm-hmm. and so forth and i would say words of wisdom is maybe sometimes our fear takes hold of us mm. um in congregations individually and corporately of they can hear the honest reality but it almost becomes like wow i'm gonna clam up in a shell mm. and in my foxhole, so to speak, yeah. everything around me is changing, and uh, the culture is maybe not as conducive uh, to Christian thought yeah. uh, as before, or
0: the way that it used to work. The way that
1: it used to work. Yeah. So people almost become like, uh, let's let's uh, circle the wagons yeah. and be very protective. Yeah. And I guess my word of wisdom would be, Jesus is risen from the dead. Hmm. He's still lord of the church but he's lord of all creation yeah. so what would it mean for us personally in our own lives but also corporately as church whether it's at a location like prince of peace in fremont or corporately church here in the bay area yeah does righteous risk look like hmm. and not risk as in doing dumb things just for the sake of doing dumb things right. but i can do that we can do that <laughs> we can all do that but if if the Lord has won the, the ultimate
0: <laughs> victory, yeah, right,
1: uh, then we are in a sense living out that victory. Yeah. It doesn't mean that there's not battles. It doesn't mean that there's not hurts. It doesn't mean that things don't fail, right. But it also gives us the freedom mm-hmm. to fail, knowing that He's already won that. right. So what does it mean for us to step out of our fear and and go, hey, we don't know if this is going to work, but mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm. Uh, the Lord might be calling us to take righteous risk here. Mm. Um, we need to listen. We need to learn with yeah. that. We need to try things out, uh, pilot things, prototype things, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But that would be my heart for not only Link, yeah. but that'd be my heart for our, our our Christian brothers and sisters and congregations here in the Bay Area. Mm. Is, to consider that what might the Lord be calling them to, Mm. where might he be calling them to step out and take a risk that 10 years ago or 20 years ago, people would say, what are you talking about? But to realize, no, the context that we're in and uh, Jesus is still on the loose and still doing his work and Mm -hmm. he's still the the head of the church. so And he's still doing amazing things if you just get out of his way. And sometimes it looks different <laughs> than maybe what we're used to in the past, Yep. Um, but that's okay. Yep. And if we can come with an aspect of, man, there's a lot of things for me to learn and mm-hmm. an, almost an adventure mindset yeah. around it, uh, there can be a lot of joy in that. There can be a lot of hurt. Yeah. Uh, and there can be a lot of things that, that don't go as well as we want yep. or may even just flop. I've yep. had that happen to me multiple times, mm-hmm. and that's very humbling. Me too. Yep. Um, but at the same time, um, yeah, uh, he's already out in front of us, mm-hmm. but he's also got our back. Yeah. Uh, so what does that mean for us to step out and go, "Hey, you're calling me to do something? Let's try this out. Let's try. it Let's see what happens." Yep. Yep. Yeah. So but, i don't know how wise that is but there, there's 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 my word of i i thought it was pretty wise some wisdom it's helpful it's <laughs> helpful
0: the, the one thing i always get caught up on in that that discussion is um, how long do you do you put it out there before like oh that wasn't what we're supposed to do or maybe uh we should train strategy or should we just give it some time, you know, mm-hmm. and see, you know, let 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 it actually become what it can become. Because I think a lot of times what we do in the church um, is we uh, we start something, and then it doesn't go exactly how we want, and then we try something else. And then we keep doing that over and over and over again. And the, the planning becomes what we think what we're supposed to do. Instead of like, let's just stick with something and see, let's give it a go.
1: Uh, that's funny that you say that, because that's part of, what we do in Link is yeah. with leaders is to help them stay the course. Mm. Um, hey, you've told me that you think this is the steps that you need to take. I've heard you say this, yeah. and now I hear you saying that. Yep. Um, what fears do you have? Mm. What's holding you back? Yeah. Uh, you know, wh- help me understand where you're going or what changes that you're wanting to make. Mm. Um, to allow them to process out loud, yeah. because sometimes, yeah, that fear can be debilitating or make us want to shift from thing to thing, hoping for something that will be a quick fix Yep. and realizing, hmm, some of these things take time to cultivate yeah. uh, and to grow over time. And so there's a, a church planner that uh, was even talking about that here in the Bay Area. He said, many people in the Bay Area have a mining mentality. Mm. They come to the Bay Area to extract something from it. Oh yeah. yeah. So like people come here for a tech job, and yeah. I'm gonna get a good salary, and I'm gonna build up my resume, or I'm gonna do whatever, and but then I'm gonna leave. Yeah. And he said, what 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 would it mean for us in as church to mm-hmm. have a farming mentality? Right. That we're here long term and cultivating something over time. And if you've been in farming, you know there's lots of ups and downs. Yep. With that. Yeah. Um, but to have a long term and a long
0: view long of view things. of it yeah it also changes what success looks like yes yeah and what what kind of metrics you use for success
1: you know what that's really helpful that you say that because mm-hmm. we all have metrics for success spoken or unspoken mm-hmm. and the church in the 20th century in america mm-hmm. the metrics tended to be attendance yeah um, because Cheeks the ch- in the seats the, yes the, <laughs> the church Grew a lot, yeah. and our church body, particularly the LCMS, um, in the in the 1950s, it really exploded. Once we went
0: full on English, it was crazy.
1: Yeah, some people know, you know, the whole famous yeah. uh, saying from Billy Graham where he said, you know, the LCMS was like a sleeping giant and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That was that was not a a decade ago. That was several decades <laughs> right. ago, right? <laughs> but I think um, even our churches here in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. so many of them were planted after World War II. Mm-hmm. Because you had so many people from the Midwest that moved to the Bay Area, yep. uh, and so forth, and now you're seeing churches kind of come to the end of a of a life cycle, kind of yep. seventy years, eighty years, yep. and it's been a tough transition because the context is so different now. Yep. So I think, um, yeah, that having a a place of what might the Lord ask us to try, mm-hmm. but not just as a band aid or a lottery ticket, like man, hopefully this works and you try it once and it doesn't, but to realize, yeah, what is a long-term strategy that flows out of prayer uh, and flows out of um, the body of Christ, talking together, praying together, um, seeking the Lord's will together and going, this is where He's guiding us Mm. and directing us. How do we walk together in that? Exciting
0: stuff. Yeah, fun. Yeah. 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 Aaron, I appreciate you like taking the time to drive all the way from Hayward and and to come hang out with us today and share about Link and explain to me that Link is no longer the Lutheran, Lutheran Intercity, intercity uh, Network, network coalition. coalition and now it's Leaders in Connection.
1: Leaders in community, community. Or leaders in every community in is what we want community. to see. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Like I said, I yeah. I, I try not to confuse people with the <laughs> explanation of the acronym. I just yeah. say hey, Link, L-I-N-C.
0: Yeah it's a name yeah. <laughs> yeah well thank you so much for coming I appreciate it thank you Mark I appreciate you man